Welcome to This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dern. One verse, one truth, one choice. Hello and welcome once again to This One Thing. I'm Carrie Kenyon Dern and this is Mother's Day Part 2. And my mom, Carol Kenyon, is here with us again all the way from South Carolina. Hi mom, thanks so much for being here. Hello Carrie. It was such a blessing to discuss Isaiah 66, verse 13, with you last week, and I'm looking forward to diving into the choice this week. Would you go ahead, and I really loved what you shared last week about the historical context of this passage, specifically what the people of Israel had experienced and why this promise, God saying to his people, as one who is comforted by his mother, so I will comfort you and you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. Can you just remind us real quickly what you shared with us last week about why this was important, what they were experiencing, what they were going through when God gave them this promise through the prophet Isaiah? Yes, I will, Carrie. Isaiah penned this wonderful book for us 700 years before the birth of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And he was writing specifically to the Israelites. They had returned, and probably some were still returning from the Babylonian captivity to Jerusalem and trying to recreate a life again back in their homeland. And it was so discouraging to them, so broken, so destroyed. It was a very sad time for them. And yet Isaiah was reminding them who God was. I will comfort you there in Jerusalem, God told them. I will comfort you just as a mother comforts her child. How more encouraging could anything be than to be reminded that You're not in control of making all this happen. You have a great father who sees and knows, and he can, you know, help you get everything even better than it was before. Right, exactly. And we we unpacked really quickly last week that the context, verses 10 through 12, that precede our verse 13 are talking about how God is going to supply the nourishment represented by the milk of a mother. He's going to provide for his people mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically. This is a picture of total nurturing and care. An infant is completely dependent on his or her mother. And we need to recognize that we are children spiritually. We are completely dependent on God. But how many times do we try to go alone and do it ourselves? Mm -hmm. And we might not be in exile like the Israelites were, but we all have areas of pain and suffering and wounding in our lives. And we need to experience this comfort. But the reality is we can't experience this comfort until we choose to be childlike and to say, I need to receive the comfort from God of a mother. You know, it's so easy for us to picture him as a father, but we also need to picture him and receive him as a mother. So the choice is something that is really, really important. And that's why we kind of split this podcast for Mother's Day into two parts, because I didn't want to just skirt past the weight of what you shared last week. We talked about the truth of how God longs for us to come to him for comfort. You know, as a counselor mom, I talk to my clients a lot about how they medicate 
You know, we can medicate through being on our iPhone too much. A lot of people medicate through food. You can medicate through something that is perceived to be a good thing, something like over exercising. Mm -hmm. There are so many different ways that we medicate. And what does it mean to medicate? It means that we're going to something or someone else to fulfill us or satisfy us other than the love of God. And I think really recognizing that God longs to comfort us in the same way a child, an infant is comforted at on his mother's chest, mm-hmm. receiving her nourishment, receiving her protection is something we needed to sit in the weight of. And I asked all of us to kind of meditate on that truth this past week. So now it's time to say this is the choice that we encourage listeners to make of course, along with whatever the Holy Spirit revealed to them should look like application in their lives. So mom, you go first. What is the choice that you encourage listeners to make in their own lives? How might they apply this passage, Isaiah 66, verse 13? Okay, thank you, Carrie. Before I talk about the choice, I just want us to visit Isaiah forty-nine, fifteen, as Isaiah encourages these people he loves. He says, never can a mother forget her nursing child. Can she feel no love for the child she has born? But even if that were possible, God says, I would not forget you. And I think that might be important to bring up right now because, as you said, Mother's Day can be a hard thing for some people. And just to know that God sees you where you are. He knows the things that have caused you pain and has made life maybe difficult for you. But he's saying, I'm here for you. I care about you. I can be more than what you've lost. I want to be bigger than your pain. And so find comfort in his word. All right, so back to moms and women in general, okay? We are the tender gender women, okay? God created us differently than he created a man. And that's why he told Adam he can't possibly live all by himself in that beautiful garden. He needed to help me. So that's you and me, girls. God created us to be something the man is not. All right, and so what are some of those things? We are created, we are designed by God, we have a merciful side of us, a caring, a compassion, a comforting nature. We are different than a man. We're not competing with them. We're to make this union of a husband and wife well-rounded and perfect, as perfect as it can be in this world today. So we can mother our children, and this talks to grandmothers and aunties and friends without children, all of us women. God has given us his special, unique personality and, you know, qualities that he wants to use in our life. And if you don't have children, there are many people out there that need mentors. They need somebody to speak into their life. You are so important in God's economy. And he has a place for you to fit in with all of those wonderful attributes he's given to you. So no one can step in your shoes. No one can do the things that God has for you to do. So let's rejoice in how God made us and created us as women. Now back to moms. Being a mom, it's hard work. A mom, some of you work outside the home. Some of you are single moms. You've got to do it all by yourself. And some of you moms are stay-at-home moms living on a tight budget. But taking care of children in the home has many joys. Blessings for sure, but it's not easy to stay on the top all the time. Life can be hard. So 
to all of you precious ladies out there, you moms, you aunties, your grandmothers, women everywhere, no matter your status, God says to you, when you're weary, when you're tired, when you're stressed, when you're feeling hopeless and alone, he says, I will comfort you. So here in the scripture, it says, I will comfort you there in Jerusalem. And I just kind of put those in parentheses. So we're going to set that aside. He wants you to know that I say to you, I will comfort you, Kim. I will comfort you, Christy. I will comfort you, Carrie. I will comfort you, Connie. I will comfort you, Candace. Put your name in there. I will comfort you as a mother comforts her child. Mm. How much better can it get than that? God knows your name. He knows you so perfectly well, and he loves you. So a mother knows by instinct how to comfort. God showed her how to do that because that's who he is, a God of comfort. So our choice, I think, boils down to realizing when we have a great need and realizing who can meet that need, not going to anything else or anyone else, but crying out to your Heavenly Father, who instantly knows why you're there. You don't even have to ask Him. But for our good, it's a nice thing to ask Him because we know we are casting our burdens at His feet, and we are expecting Him to comfort us and to give us whatever we need, whether it is, it might be inspiration, it might be wisdom, it might be just health, it might be strength. God sees you, precious one. And he is all you need. Mm. Mom, thank you so much. I love that you felt led to share a choice specifically to the heart of a biological mom. Because the people that are really on my heart today are the people that are not biological moms. Because it's so important to celebrate mothers on Mother's Day. We don't want to take that away. But I think one of the reasons I'm so sensitive to how hard Mother's Day is for so many people it's is because I was single for 46 years. And I don't think anybody ever intentionally ostracizes anyone or intentionally makes someone feel left out. But there's a lot of women, you know, women that desire to be mothers that feel left out on Mother's Day. And then you have also a lot of men who are missing their mothers or longing for a wife on Mother's Day. It brings up a lot of emotion. And I see this in the counseling office. I see how so often when we're supposed to be in a place of celebration, we can unexpectedly experience some grief. And we like to just push that away and ignore it. But I think it's so important that if Mother's Day is hard for any man or woman out there, for whatever reason, and I got into some of those reasons last week, whether you're single and you desire to be a mother, or you're married and you're trying to have children and you're not able to, or if you're missing your mother today, you're longing for a wife today, whatever your life or situation circumstances are, I think it is just such a profound promise to us in Isaiah 66, 13, there is comfort available to us. And there is a choice that is inherent in this promise. God saying, I will comfort you, but I can't receive something if I'm not stretching out my hand saying, God, I want that. Mm -hmm. I need to put myself in a position. We all need to put ourselves in a position to receive this comfort, mom. So along with your choice, I encourage everyone listening to this podcast, man or woman, young, old, whatever your status is, single or married, whether you're a mother biologically or not a mother biologically, 
I said last week, I'm a stepmom. Whatever your status or position in life, do not exempt yourself from receiving the comfort of God. If there's one thing I've learned over and over and over again, is there so much available to us, so many promises made to us that we are not, for lack of a better way of explaining it, cashing in on. I have a promise from God to me directly. Again, like we said last week, this promise originally made to God's people, to Jerusalem. But now because of Jesus, every promise made to God's people in the Old Testament is also a promise to me. That's the completed work of Jesus Christ in my life. Because of Jesus, everything that belongs to the Father now belongs to me. I have been promised the comfort of God. Am I choosing to receive it today? Am I choosing to say, God, I need your comfort this Mother's Day. I'm alone or I'm afraid or I don't understand. So many women that I talk to say, God promised me a child Mm -hmm. and I'm still not pregnant. I'm barren or the doctors told me I can't have children. Carrie, I don't understand. But we need to be steadfast, planting our feet in the promises of God and saying, I will not be moved. I will not be shaken. I will not be afraid. Mm -hmm. I will claim the promises of God and I will choose today to believe that he loves me, choose to believe that I am lovable Mm -hmm. so that I can stand in this promise made to me in Isaiah 66, 13, he says, I am going to comfort you. And in the original text in the Hebrew, he says it three times. As one who is comforted by his mother, so I will comfort you and you will be comforted in Jerusalem. It is a proclamation. It is a promise. It is yes and amen in the life of every believer. The choice that we all need to be making is, God, I choose to put myself in a posture to receive your comfort today. Mm -hmm. I acknowledge that there is brokenness in my life. I acknowledge that I cannot heal myself. I acknowledge that you are the wonderful counselor. You are the mighty God. You are the great physician. And I need you to comfort me. Pull me close that I would receive your love and comfort in the exact same way that a child who has fallen and scraped his knee and has a big owie on his knee would run to his mother saying, Mommy, I need you. I don't just need you to put a Band-Aid on my knee. I need you to wrap me in your arms and comfort me as I cry. Mm -hmm. What a powerful posture for us to take as believers to know that we can run to the arms of God and experience him not just as a father, but also as a mother. Mm -hmm. Mom, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for so clearly stating the truth and the choice from this passage. I can't wait to have you back again very, very soon to join us. But thank you for celebrating this Mother's Day with me Mm -hmm. through these past two weeks of podcast. It's been such a joy and an honor to have you here with me. Thank you, Carrie. It's been my joy completely. So thank you. You are such a blessing. Well, let's pray. And listener, I look forward to joining you back here again next week for more on this one thing. Father God, I thank you for your promise to us in Isaiah 66, 13. I thank you that three times in this passage, you promised to comfort us, which is a promise in the Hebrew with an exclamation point. You say it three times. Don't miss it. Don't forget it. Don't lose it. Grab a hold of it. Claim it. Father, you want us to receive your comfort. I pray that we would be men and women that choose to put ourselves in a posture of receiving your comfort. It is a choice because your promises are not being made manifest in our lives unless we choose to receive them. 
We need to posture ourselves as children, recognizing that only as children can we truly receive your comfort, the same comfort that a mother has for her child. We love you and we trust you and we submit to you and your love and your comfort today. Thank you for your promises. Thank you that everything you promised to your people in this passage is now ours through Jesus Christ. We love you and we trust you. Thank you for your beautiful heart for us. And I pray that we would now go out and we would reflect your beautiful heart for us to a world that so desperately needs your comfort. And it is in the strong and powerful name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dern. Find all our episodes by clicking the podcast link located on our website at fetterfree.org.